2: All right, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A shout out again to the guys who were on the previous show: Ricky Porter, Carlos Bradley, Steve Thornton, Tim Moore, Duck Riley, and I'm missing one, Larry Tisdale. Thank you. That was just a great show, um, discussing what's going on in the world of sports. Welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley. How are you, sir? Nice.
1: All right, Princess, I'm sitting down. I wasn't, I wasn't dancing off your music that time.
2: Okay, good, good. I'm not going to start repeat. I, was it Carlos Bradley that said reaching for the salt? <laughs> That's pretty good right there for sure. Let's welcome in our guests here for professional contributors. We didn't get this, get this show in last week, so I'm excited to get the guys back and start the fall 2023 season. I think this is Doc Basil. How are you, sir? It is. What's going on, y'all? What's going on, about about World Traveler?
1: How about them Mountaineers, baby? How, about them, How Mountaineers? about them Mountaineers? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Here come Penn State. We are. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs>
1: boy. No, they're saying, Precious, they're saying we
2: aren't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. I can't wait until that game for sure. Larry Tisdale, welcome to the show, sir.
3: Good to be with you, family. Good to be back.
2: Great show. Great feedback from you, Larry Tisdale, in that first good. first hour for sure. I think this is Will, Will Harris. How are you, sir? Good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. What's up, doing Leo? good. All right. So we're still waiting on Tim Moore and Carlos Bradley. They're probably resetting from the first hour, in. no Neil Hutton yet, sir. So we'll... You get started. Okay, I, I want to start with my with, with my
1: fellow mountaineer, man. Let's let's talk about some of the shakeups going on with the the Big Twelve and the Big Ten and the pack, whatever's left of the pac Twelve, yeah, Pack Four. Pack four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> So, uh, so, what's your thought? Oh, go ahead. Go uh, ahead.
4: What's your thought? Well, you know, it's uh, I guess it's like a dog-eat-dog world. I mean, it's you know, things have changed over the past couple of years. I remember from a Big 12 perspective, I was concerned about West Virginia and, you know, where we would end up after, um, you know, Oklahoma and Texas said they were going to leave. But, you know, I give credit to, um, I guess, what Brett Uromack, the commissioner of the Big 12, so being proactive and, you know, getting Colorado and Arizona and Cincinnati and, you know, Houston and all those teams. Um, and then, you know, uh, with Oklahoma and, and uh, Texas leaving and now, you know, USC, UCLA leaving, it's it's, it's only going to be a few conferences, it seems like. Um, I know ACC is trying to get some schools, but I don't really know what schools are left besides maybe, you know, Stanford and Cal that are even – Reputable schools that you'd really want in your university in your uh, conference. So it's just like I said. I think it's doggy dog, and I think it's all you know. It's all about the money, as they say. So, um, I mean, that's that's my take on it. Okay. Okay. All
3: right. I too. You You know, I think this is extremely troublesome. Like, I think this is extremely troublesome about these conference shakeups. It's all about money, um, and and this started with the playoff system. Uh, the play, you know, because if you're not in the top six for the most part ranked in the beginning of the year, you really don't have an opportunity where the playoff system is set up right now, in order to, to play for a national championship. and That's what everybody wants, and uh, they're following the money. Um, I, I, I was watching uh, somebody else's show and I'm trying to think um, of the uh, pro. Oh, uh, basketball player. Uh, oh, my goodness, I cannot believe. Uh, plays with Curry, the six ten out of Michigan State, big guy. Um, Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond Green. I apologize. Went blank. Uh, Draymond said, listen, let's get something straight. He says, you know, the greatest thing about uh, sports is the rivalry. He said, when Michigan played Michigan State, it didn't matter what our records were. Those games meant something. He says, when you play as a pro, they don't mean something. Nobody's coming out to watch a 1-18. in 18. So when you remove these rivalries, and you guys, you know, West Virginia, you know, these are, these are, these are major, you know, states that, that play for, for, for pride against the, the states next to them. And when you start to take rivalries away, and then you start to break them up just based off of money, and you don't even care about the athlete and travel anymore, you know, which you claim that you do. I think we're headed down a really dark road, um, unless, and, and it, maybe even this will come up later, um, um, unless we change the the entirety of these conferences and it becomes one conference. I think Chip Kelly and some other, some others mentioned it, but if not. I don't know how or you play regional or something. I don't like the way, the direction that we're headed. Um, I I think it's extremely troublesome. I think we're down a slippery slope here.
1: Okay, uh, Will Hirsch.
5: Yeah, it just comes down to money. I mean, look at the TV contracts. I mean, the prime time to watch college football is the afternoon, that 3 p.m. slot, that 8 p.m. prime time slot. And I mean, the Pac-12 teams are getting put on these, ESPN channels, 10 p.m. on the East Coast. And even in the Midwest, it's just hard to keep up with those teams and get that exposure that they need. So I think what you're seeing is uh, Pac-12 teams trying to join these other conferences to get those TV contracts, more revenue, and get those prime uh, TV slots. Um, I think, on one hand, the players will get more exposure during those hours. But, I mean, now you're going to have these 12 p.m. games where they're playing at 9 a.m. on West Coast time. The travel is going to be expensive. It's going to take a toll on their bodies there. They don't consider the impact it's going to have on those other sports like volleyball or um, non-football-related uh, sports. So, I mean, yeah, I just think it's um, clearly seeing a change in the college sports landscape, not just football.
1: Yeah, and you brought us something uh, very interesting. Uh, a lot of those teams won't be doing it. You know, they were talking about Title IX last week about that. You know you got gymnastics that won't be you have uh, track and field they go at the end of the year competing against each other they don't they don't go you know week by week to different locations uh, uh within that conference so it, it this is mainly i think the focus is mainly on football and basketball possibly so uh princess your your thoughts
2: um my thoughts are is that I'm sorry that the Pac-12 and the powers that be waited too long to try to make a media deal that would keep um, their conference together or intact. Besides UCLA and USC, um, they had to see this coming. You know, if we were talking about it talking about it a year ago, then of course this is. They knew that the deals were up all media contracts were up in 2024 and that they would need to renew some others to keep their teams intact. So now the big 10 negotiated a deal where in 2024, 2025, they go up to 70 million, you know, um, in media revenue. Well, you know, now you're dividing that up, not just by 12 or 14 teams, but 18 teams. So, I'm surprised that Penn State and the rest of them didn't say, hey, no, we don't want, you know, any more teams. Now they're up to 18. I'm surprised by that. And um, I agree with Draymond Green for the first time ever in that rivalries are, are rivalries, and you hate, you like to see them stay intact, including the Rose Bowl and UCLA and USC or whoever is playing for it in the, the Pac-12. Um, I will miss that, and I grew up on that. So um, that's my take, but I, I'm I'm sad that the Pac-12 waited too late to see this mass exodus before they tried to address it, and now the ACC has voted down, um, taken on Cal and Stanford, if I'm not mistaken. They don't want them in the ACC because they've tried that. So um, we, we have ourselves a mess, and I agree with Larry Tisdale. I think this is going to get ugly before it gets better, and that that concerns me for college football. I love this time of year. Um, and Tim Moore and also Carlos Bradley are in the system.
1: Okay. Uh, I want to come to Carlos. Carlos, we are talking about the shakeup in the conference, and your, your take on
6: it. Well, I think it's ugly already. And I've been saying this, you know, the the student-athlete, the student-athlete, the student-athlete is gone. I mean, for the last 10 years, I haven't heard anybody say anything about graduation rates or, you know, graduating from school or SATs or any of that stuff. Matter of fact, they just, they just broke down that, you know a bunch of schools you don't even have to take the s a t anymore Division one right Division one and Division two is not even necessary anymore, so we've already stated that it's all about the money, which we all agree, which we definitely know, and I think that's where the ugly stands with the money. I think it's gonna be you so you you have like the like the big ten, so you got u s c playing Rutgers, okay, when do you leave for the game? Tuesday, Wednesday? When do you study? When do you care, okay? So the travel is beyond ridiculous, and we already know that part. The rivalries, which I think it, the the like a Big Ten conference will end up having a West, Central, and an East division, and then you'll try to – recreate the rivalries like every other year, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, whatever. It'll have to be every other year because you can't play every year. So they'll try to recreate that and then make them such big events that it becomes like, you know, you make a gazillion dollars on that day. So once again, money is driving all of this. I think – what we grew up with is now gone. What we know as tradition, they're breaking all of that. And I think that's why you've seen basketball coaches leaving, because between realignment of things, NIL deals and portals, it ain't the same playing field. So what we know is is not there anymore. And I think it's sad for all of college sports. Okay, uh, Tim.
0: Yeah, I don't have uh, any disagreement with what I've heard. Uh, I think I think everybody agrees it's a sad state of affairs. Um, losing losing rivalries. I, I thought it was bad enough when Nebraska left the uh, Big Twelve and, and ended their rivalry with Oklahoma. Um, but now it's getting, as Carlos pointed out, that you're you're trying to create a rivalry between UCLA and Rutgers. And <laughs> conceptually, <laughs> I understand what they're saying. They're thinking, "Wow, we've got Los Angeles and New York television markets." But Rutgers doesn't own the te- the New York television market. They're not. They don't care about Rutgers. Um, and <laughs> you know, it's just kind of because I think by by that way of thinking. Stanford would make sense for the ACC. Uh, you know, there's San Francisco, the San Francisco TV market. That would make all the sense in the world if that was the real, the reality of the situation. But I think uh, as sad as it, as it is, the genie's out of the bottle, and you can't put it back in. So it's a new reality that we've got to deal with. And I think in many ways the ACC is in a very, very uh, perilous situation now. Uh, Because Florida State and uh, Clemson Well I think Florida State more than Clemson Threatening to leave the conference uh, Although Clemson has hinted at it uh, Because of money But uh, uh, fortunately their commissioner was smart enough To put an exit fee that was exorbitant on the situation So it's not easy for them to leave But you're talking about just a few more years That they're going to keep maneuvering Until they can reach a point where they can try to do something uh, to, to get out, uh, I think the existence of that league without Florida State and without Clemson uh, is going to be difficult. Unless they're able to to pull off some kind of major uh, heroics and convince Notre Dame to join the, join the league, which would be a big, big get because the Big Ten has coveted them for years ever since they snubbed them in the beginning. Um, that 's why Notre Dame is not interested in the Big Ten right now they They were snubbed by the big Ten Michigan Michigan fought you know tooth and nail to keep Notre Dame out for years and years and then when Notre Dame started winning national championships, all of a sudden the Big Ten wanted them uh, and Notre Dame says, "Forget you guys you know uh, so if the a c c is able to convince them to come in and perhaps pull Maryland back into the conference or a school with a, with a with a major profile like that. Uh, and then and then a Stanford, which I think makes sense in terms of profile, but not geographically. Uh, I think that's the only way they're going to be able to save their conference, uh, unfortunately, because the Big Ten and the SEC are now in a very different league. And the Big 12 that we thought maybe was going away five years ago has really sort of solidified itself, even though it's not at the level in football that the other two conferences are. They are perhaps uh, maybe the best basketball conference in the country, though. But it doesn't bring yeah. in that kind of money. You know, and that's, this is the only time I
1: disagree with you, uh, Tim, because they they got one strong team in that Big 12. But anyway, uh, who you, uh, who set the Big 10 or the SEC? That for? You talking to me, Doug? Tim, yeah, yeah, Tim. But oh, Tim, okay, you sorry. know, you know that, uh, you know who's in that Big Twelve conference, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, West Virginia's over there. So okay, I was trying right, to right, ignore right. you. Okay. Right. <laughs> but yeah, right. um, I mean, when you talk of, when Me you talk 10. about the Big when you talk about the Big Ten and the SEC, I think until they start winning national championships, the SEC is still in the driver's seat. Uh, you pointed out something when we had someone on last week, and I won't mention who it was. One of the coaches um, was talking about the major market thing and how the um, the other conferences can't compete because they don't have the Chicago and the and the uh, Detroit and the and the uh, New York and uh, the uh, uh, L A markets that uh, the Big Ten has now. Um, you pointed out that the SEC only really has Atlanta uh, as a major market, but they're the big daddy and it's because they perform on the field. And so until they start getting beat in out-of-conference matchups and in bowl games, I still think it's the SEC. Okay. Uh, Carlos.
6: I'm going to go with the Big Ten because just monetarily, getting the UCLA, the USC, that. Medium, that share of the market, and then you have the Midwest with Michigan, Ohio State. Um, I think the winning still does come out of the SEC, but I think the money is going to ride with the Big Ten. That's just my thinking.
4: Doc? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I guess it depends on when you say who's in the best shape. Um I do agree with Carlos. I think the markets and the big ten um are bigger, and they're bringing in more money but um from a from a winning perspective, yeah, especially in football um you know the s e c is king and even though they don't have the bigger markets um you know everybody wants to see them play, so I think it still could they still could uh you know compete somewhat with the big Ten as far as money but they're definitely out hidden hidden shoulders above as far as the winning in, in the uh, in football. Okay, uh, Will.
5: You also got to go with the SEC when you look at who's winning the championships, who's putting guys into the NFL. I know the primetime slots on what, CBS during the afternoon. They get those slots on ESPN, right. ABC
3: during right. the evening.
5: I mean, I think they've got college football in the chokehold mm-hmm. uh, right now. They're filling stadiums. It's so you know, they game days at SEC schools most often, so I think they'll be safe in the long run. And I think when you look at them they're ahead of the curve. They've been adding teams, you know, long time ago. So I think they they'll they're here to stay.
1: All right. Precious, your thoughts.
2: I'm gonna stick with the SEC. I like what Tim had to say in that. Um until someone else starts winning um national championship and we know that college football is king. I'm gonna stick with the SEC. Um in twenty twenty two the most valuable college football team was Oklahoma. Number two is Texas, you know. Yeah. Um number three is Georgia. Um, number four is Notre Dame. So when you're looking at that, then it's Michigan, then it's Alabama, um, then it's Tennessee. Texas A and m and number nine is Utah, number 10 is Arkansas. That is the top 10 valuable teams in college football right now, and none of them, only one was in the Big Ten. Utah, where is Utah? Utah headed to the Big 12. So when you talk about value and money, um, I understand the big media deal that uh, has been brokered by the Big Ten, now the Big 18, but... Um, the value, I feel, is in the SEC and the championships and um, what they're bringing in individually with their brands. So I'm going to say the SEC still.
0: Yeah, and, right. and Princess points out something, Doug. Uh, she points out something with Oklahoma and Texas. Um, you know, they're they're now bringing in Houston, which is, which is the fifth largest city in the United States right now, uh, with, mm-hmm. with Texas. And they're bringing in Dallas as well, those big media markets out there in Texas.
2: Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you know, Atlanta is it. You know, um, the Gainesvilles, the Athens, and you know, okay, we understand that. But when you start, even Knoxville, um, Atlanta was was exactly. So, um, but I think Oklahoma and Texas brings in that value on so many sides. And then I like to see what the Big Ten can do with you know getting to the mountaintop and staying there and and getting to that Final Four and winning the championship.
3: for sure. Okay, Laura? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that was top ten. And so I'm guessing maybe a lot of that's based off of television rights. Or I don't know. Uh, yeah. So that's a little weird. Okay. Um It's it's well, based off of television you
2: know, rights and the brand itself,
3: um and the amount yeah.
2: of um um merchandise that they're selling. But television rights is keen with that, yes, sir.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm going with the SEC, but w- w- with a caveat. Um, the SEC is, is obviously dominated over the past few years, especially since the advent of the uh, playoffs. Um, and you know, we've given the you know the Big Ten an opportunity to come in, and they failed on every occasion. And every year, I go back to the rankings, and I'm looking at the top five or the top six now, and you got you know Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, LSU you've got two SEC, two Big Ten. Um, you know, this flips around instantly if a Michigan and Ohio State, you know, happen to be able to play for a national championship or are in a national championship and one of them wins. Um, currently, I would still stick with the SEC. But there's something about the base that the Big Ten has that seems to be a little more stable and, and, and long and these big, you know, I don't know. They seem like bigger, maybe longer, more longevity watching the Ohio State and the Michigans and Michigan states. That if they get a hold of it, that um, they could do extremely well. So this year, I think, is a big year uh, with Alabama falling out of that, you know, the top five spots. So I'd, I'd like to see what this year holds. But I'm sticking with the SEC, as everybody else is. All
1: right. Well, Larry, I'm going to stay with you since you, you brought up Alabama because I want you to give me your your top five football teams for this coming fall.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm giving you mine. I'm not even on the rankings or anything. Uh, I got Georgia number one. Uh, the champions are going to come back. They're loaded. Ohio State, I've got it number two. Um, I know they've got a, a strong class, uh, the wide receiver, quarterback, St. Joe's prep. I got them at number two. At uh, number three, I got USC. Um, oh, wow. I think they'll make a splash. Yeah, I like, the, obviously, the quarterback's going to lead them. And then at number four, especially coming out of the ACC, I like Clemson. Um, they should go in without a blemish. So I got Georgia, number one, Ohio State, USC, and then followed by Clemson.
1: Okay. Uh, Precious, what's your top
2: five? Um, I'm in protest several of these teams, but I just don't have any choice because of their success. Um Georgia's at number one, but I hope they don't win a game. And then I have I have Alabama in there. Um, I'm really looking to see what Ohio State um, is going to do. I have them in my top three. Um, Michigan, and then at number five, I have Penn State. I think they they open up with the win in a couple of weeks and keep on rolling.
4: Ho 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 ho! Easy now, easy. <laughs> Careful of
0: that
1: bad foot, duck. Yeah. Oh, it hurt. It hurt
0: that Achilles.
3: Mutant.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
3: All
1: right. You, you, you said uh, Georgia, Alabama, West Virginia.
2: Who else? Uh, oh, no, West Virginia. Yeah. We weren't talking about the top five worst teams. We were talking about the top oh, five that can oh, be there to use. So Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. I got two Big Ten teams in there. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Tim. Yeah, I, um, I like Georgia at number one. Uh, I like LSU at number two. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people this year. I got uh, Ohio State at three, uh, Florida State at four, and Alabama at five. Oh, and you, okay. this mic.
2: Go
1: ahead, mute this mic. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> All right. What you got, Carlo?
6: All right. I got Georgia being strong again this year. I got Ohio State with Marvin Harrison Jr. and his high school quarterback seeing what they could do. I got Bama coming back strong. I got Penn State with a strong running game coming at you at four and i got well, michigan which you know i can't stand but i do <laughs> think that they uh they got people coming back so it might make them a contender again. Hmm. Okay. Can
2: i ask gentleman can I, are any of these teams i think fsu is returning the quarterback but all these teams are looking for for a new quarterback this year right? Georgia, yes. Alabama, Ohio State. Um I, think, I don't I think Penn state too. Yeah.
0: I mean, LSU's quarterback is back.
2: That's right. So I, I may have to go with Tim. It's, it's a shame we put FSU and Georgia in the top five. Tim can't talk anymore. And, and, and of course, and of course
0: uh, who, I can't remember who it was, but someone had USC in their, in their top three. Yeah.
2: Their yeah. quarterback is back. That makes sense. But Caleb Williams, yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. All
0: Sorry, right. Doug.
2: Uh, let's, let's see
1: what Will has for us. What you got, Will? Yeah, number one, I'm going to go uh
5: Georgia. Number two, I'll go Michigan. uh, Three, I'll go USC. Four, Ohio State. And five, LSU. Oh,
1: you're leaving Bama out. Okay.
3: Okay.
1: I like it. All right. uh, Okay, I'm going to stay with you, Will. Notre Dame Navy.
5: He'll go with Notre Dame. I think they're a well-coached team. I think he'll make strides uh, this year now that he's got his guys in there, another recruiting class. um bringing back some uh, good players as well. I think they'll get off to a good start and uh, win this one. Okay. USC, San Jose. This one I'll go uh, USC. I think they'll win big with Caleb Williams and uh, Lincoln Riley.
1: South Carolina State, Jackson State.
5: I'll go Jackson State. I know they lost their, uh, Coach Prime, but I think they replaced him with a good coach that a lot of the guys in the locker room respect. Still got a lot of returning players. I think they'll be right back contending for the sweat.
3: Okay.
1: All right. Uh, Larry, Notre Dame maybe. Yeah.
3: yeah, Notre Dame. I think they bounce back again. I think they do have a good year. Talented team. I think he's got his print uh, on them, so I like them. I think maybe he's going to – didn't maybe lose their coach? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they lost okay. their coach. Yeah. yeah, that was huge. So, yeah, I've got Notre Dame in the first game. Second game, love Caleb. Uh, he'll, he's going to come out. He's going to have a huge year after the Heisman again. Got them big over San Jose. The South Carolina State Jackson State game is going to be closer than I think because South Carolina State State thinks that they're vulnerable. Um, But I think I I think it was Will just said Jackson State still has uh, some 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 nice recruits still there with the remaining coaching staff. Uh, So I thought that Jackson State pulling that out. Okay.
4: Stop. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I have Notre Dame. Um, I think uh, Navy's kind of been falling off a little bit the past couple of years. Maybe that's the reason why coach is gone. Um, I have, uh, um, I think I'll take Jackson State over South Carolina State. Um, what was the other game?
1: There's Notre Dame, Navy, USC, San Jose. Oh, USC. And, uh...
4: yeah. Yeah, USC over San Diego State. Um, I think I uh, had my USC in my top five, so I think they're going to be a juggernaut. Especially if they can just get a little bit defense. Um, and what was the last game?
1: That? You 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 summed it up. You you hit all three. Okay. All right, princess.
2: I'm going with Notre Dame against uh, Navy. Of course, Navy lost their long-term um, head coach; he's no longer there. Um, so, man, I'm cheering for Marcus Freeman. He needs some money with all six of those kids of his. And then um,
1: <laughs> okay. I am
2: going San Jose. Is that the San Jose State, or is that just San Jose, the one that DJ Harvey is on? Yeah, that... San Jose. Yeah, it's only one. That's the one that he's on. Okay. Well, um, I, I know i got to go USC because of Caleb Williams and what he's doing, but I'm, I'm cheering for San Jose, um, Shoshana Cooks son place mm-hmm. for San Jose. So, and DJ. Then, um, DJ. DJ, DJ yep. Harvey. Um, and then South Carolina State, Jackson State. I think Jackson State, I, I've, I've really watched them and stayed following all of their social media and, and watching that new head coach. Um, and, and I think they're on track and they look just as good and the brand is looking good. And they're not, of course, doing as many videos as time did. But I really am cheering for them. Um, to do well, and I and I think they do that. A, a lot of players stayed, and I think they kept the transition very smoothly with keeping that coach. Mm-hmm. So, I think his last name is Jackson. So, yeah, I'm cheering for. I'm going with Jackson State in that game.
3: Okay. Okay. What happened to Floridian? Does okay. anybody know? What you mean?
1: What happened to him?
3: After they had I, the I the,
1: that, <laughs> the see, thing, the video, yeah,
2: yeah, the they, rapper they, in I, their I, locker room.
1: I think they should be okay. Nobody paid attention to them, but Florida A and M. Okay.
3: Okay. Wow, that's rough, right there, Doug. I, I thought he, had, he had thought about suspending the the season. Or he suspended something the,
2: the he suspended the football activity
3: until um, further okay. notice.
2: That lasted for about two or three days. They got out of the media cycle. Oh. They were back practicing. Okay. All
0: right. <laughs> okay. uh, what you got for us, Tim? Um, I like, uh, I like Notre Dame. Uh, I, I quite honestly think that I wouldn't be surprised, although I'm not picking them, uh, if Notre Dame ended up in the top five by the end of the year, I mean, I expect them to have a really good season this year. Um, I hope they do. And even though I, I've never, never liked Notre Dame, I, I do like Marcus Freeman and I wish him well, um, yeah. in the second game, uh, I think USC will overwhelm uh, San Jose state. Uh, I think it's a mismatch. Um, and then in that third game, it's, I'm pretty intrigued by that. Uh, South Carolina State beat Jackson State in Celebration Bowl, if you remember, two years ago. And mm-hmm. I think this will let us know. You know, everybody was raving about what a great job and what a turnaround job that uh, Dion did with the program at Jackson State. This will let us know whether he really impacted the program or whether he just had a couple of decent teams.
6: Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Carlos.
0: Yes, sir. Um
6: I've never been a big Notre Dame fan either, but I am cheering for the coach and also uh, their Wake Forest quarterback transfer, Sam Hartman, will be leading them oh, this right.
3: year. That's yeah, right. he tore up
6: the ACC, and he wants to oh. play in a pro-style offense, so I think he's going to he's, right. he's gonna get his shot. He's oh, going wow. to get his shot. So uh, I'm going with Notre Dame. Um I'm gonna go with USC definitely. You know what? It's something I'm not totally sold on. on Caleb Williams for some reason. I, I don't have a, a. I don't have. I just got. Like not a solid feeling on him, but. But I do think they'll win big, okay. I think I think they'll win big, and I think that the Jackson State program will show some stability, and I think they'll win. By about ten over South Carolina State. Hmm. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I think I covered everybody with uh, with their picks. Okay. Did I want to Will? stay with you, car- Go ahead. Did you get Will? Will, you got Will started Will. it off. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. got off. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to stay with you, Carlos. Yeah. Should that be a group? Five playoffs, I know they're in the, some of the bowl games, but do you think they should have a national championship? And those schools are like your San Jose, your Connecticut, those type schools.
6: You know, I, I think it's going to be really, really hard. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was strange that they're going from four teams to 12 teams in the playoffs. And I'm not quite sure what that means or how it plays. They got the first six conference winners and then the next six best records. So I think it's going to be hard for any, I I guess I got to call them second tier team to get in anything. Um, So maybe they should have their own playoff to maybe be that, Twelfth team to go into the the bigger playoff system. Okay.
3: What
1: about uh, what about you, uh, Larry?
3: Yeah, I, yeah. It's just two different games. It's, I, I do believe that there needs to be a, a, a different playoff system. Um, they recruit different. The money's different. Their exposures different. You know, the schools are just different. Um, And I don't think anything's the matter with that, by the way. Um, I I really enjoy that. But, you know, unfortunately, unlike basketball, um, where you could put out a product on the floor where it's very similar, whether it comes from number one or 64, you can't do that in football. It's not possible. Um, So, you know, for that reason and some others that i you know, just listed, I really like having their own playoff system and and it's probably and i i think it could probably lead if 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 it grows to show, you know, expanding the playoff system that we have right now from 14. Okay. Uh
1: Will, what's your thoughts on it, Will? Yeah, I think it's time. I
5: mean, we've seen um, over the years a group of five teams go undefeated and still can't even get into the uh, major playoffs. They end up having to play in a bowl game. Now you see this new conference realignment going to have probably in a couple few years maybe like a power two or a power three. So those teams are going to get left behind. So I just think it's time to adapt and start their own playoffs. And you know, what I'd hate to see is those programs become feeder teams for the power five where Kids go to those schools and hope to enter the portal and get into a uh, power a power four team at this stage, but that looks like that's where we're headed.
1: All right, uh
4: Doc. Yeah, I, I agree with Will. I mean, they you know we look at Cincinnati and you know they those teams have to be like perfect um, in order to even sniff the playoffs. And and with the expansion of these other conferences it's going to be harder and harder for them to even get in there. So they may as well um, have their own playoff system and just, you know, instead of trying to wait to see if they can get a seat at the table, just to have their own table and, um, you know, have their own system like, the, you know, the other uh, lower um, tiers of the, uh, the, the um, you know, football team, the, the conferences.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. we uh, just another question. What about you, Tim?
0: I I don't want to see it um within the next 2 or 3 years. Um I think we might eventually end up there, but I I um I I I I agree with everything I've heard. I I think Larry uh touched on the fact that that they uh they just can't consistently uh compete with the bigger schools because they just don't have the resources to do it. But I, I've watched uh, a Marshall team that with Chad Pennington, uh, uh, you know, put uh, an undefeated record up, and I thought that team could have beaten most teams in the country that year. They didn't get a chance to play in one of the big bowls. Um, I watched a, uh, a Tulane team that uh, Tommy Bowden had several years ago and go undefeated with, uh, I think it was Sean uh, the Quarterback who went to the Pro, Sean King. King that yeah, I thought that I thought could have played with anybody in the country uh, that year. And that Cincinnati team that went undefeated a few years ago, if they had not played Alabama, I think they may have won uh, perhaps uh, the, uh, you know, and got into the national championship team. They did not embarrass themselves. Uh, I think they just ran into a really strong Alabama ball club that year. Uh, But I thought they, I thought they were, they belonged there. Um, So I don't want to see them see that happen in the next two or three years. But I think in a playoff situation, uh, while these teams could probably win a game against a top-tier ball club, I'm not sure they can win three or four, depending on how many they have to play in a playoff series. Um, but uh, I'd I just like to see how they compete for the next few years. Okay.
1: Uh, Preston? I,
2: I go back and forth on this, and, and where I'm going to stand on this is that I don't think any of them could have done any worse than TCU in a national championship game, letting somebody score 65 points on them. So, you know, I, I don't want to see it, I guess, in the next couple of years, but maybe that's where they're headed. But then that, are they not in the bowl system then? Are they not, you know, a part of the bowl series? Uh, um, you know, again, as Carlos said, we, we don't talk student-athlete anymore, but when is enough enough? Or you know how many games are they going to play? But um, put Cincinnati in the Final Four; they couldn't have done any worse than TCU. All
6: right,
1: Princess, I'm going to stay with you because I want to know if you if you had to eliminate one of these D1 power teams, schools, conferences, whatever you want to call it, which one would it be? Would it be the Power Five, Group Five, or the FCS?
2: Oh wow. Hmm. Um, Doc, I'm going to go SCS Eventually, we're now at the point, everybody Where there's so much movement That isn't everything going to have to be readjusted We're not going to have a true power five anymore Because of what um, the PAC-12 looked like So don't you think that's going to trickle down Into every other group um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the
6: FCS. Carlos, I'm going to go with that too. FCS because yeah, you got you got to continue to realign. Um, I mean, I was a little surprised to hear that Stanford and Cal are not going to the ACC now. It seemed to make sense the way things are going, but I think you're going to have to keep on realigning things.
4: Okay. Doc. Yeah, I think the SCS too. I think it's just like, you know, like Pac Man got the the big conferences. are grabbing teams they can, and that's going <laughs> to eventually mean the smaller conferences are going to get smaller and smaller. So it's just going to be um, just only a couple of different um, conferences and groups. So, yeah, I think SCS.
1: Will. Will.
5: Yeah, I agree with the FCS. I mean, I, you know, I've always wanted to see the North Dakota State, South Dakota State play against some of those Group of Five teams more often. So maybe you can start to realign and combine some of those conferences, and you know, have a, another tournament with the combination of FCS and Group of Five.
3: Okay, uh, Larry. Yeah, uh, I think the theme here is that there's going to be nothing but realignment for quite a, quite a while now. Um, I really believe, and I think I said this earlier in the show, I, we, we may have killed the goose that laid the golden egg. I don't know how you get this genie back in the bottle of trying to make it fair and equitable for, people to play for, for teams and as schools to play for championship. So, yeah, I don't know. It could be any of them. I just think there's going to just be years of continued alignment and football will not look like, obviously, it's what we grew up with, as somebody else already mentioned. But it's not even going to look like what it looks like now. I don't even know what it's going to look like. It's, I think it's out of control right now. And in order to fix it, it's, it's just going to look like something that we're not familiar with. If I have to, I'm guessing the C S C S But, hey, yeah, I have no idea.
1: Okay, Sam.
3: Yeah, I um... –
0: You know, I I really don't think there's a whole lot of difference between the top-tier FCS teams and the uh, the mid-majors, which are now called Group of Five. Um, You know, we've we've watched uh, several teams, uh, Marshall, move up to the uh, FCF and be very competitive in uh, that Group of Five. Space. We watched uh, Appalachian State do it last year, uh, so I don't think there's a whole lot of difference between the North Dakota states and and the the uh, the, the the group of five teams, with the exception of a Cincinnati who's now uh, in, in one of the bigger conferences. Um, you know, and that's just periodically. So I think the FCS uh, should be if you have to eliminate one, and and I agree with Carlos that you know there's going to be continued changes now in realignment. Uh, I think the FCS uh, can be eliminated if you have to do one. Okay.
1: Uh, staying with you, Tim, uh,
0: pro college or what, what you got? you beefing or you making us go, hmm. Uh, I'm I'm beefing a little bit, uh, interestingly, about my own team, the New York Jets. I think people are just <laughs> blowing them up and blowing them up and blowing them up, and they did nothing. They they got a lot of great skill position guys they brought in since last year. They did nothing to improve their offensive line. So I think they are going to be a surprise in the negative, given the kind of hype everybody's given them. Uh, is my opinion, and I'll try to do this as quickly as I can, I think there are at least four or five teams in the AFC that are better than the New York Jets right now. I think, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are obviously better. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are obviously better. I think Baltimore is better. I think uh, you're, you're looking uh, uh, at the San Diego Chargers, well, San Diego, uh, the L.A. Chargers being better, um, and uh, I, I think Miami's probably better. Uh, so um, that's that's my beef. I, I just think people are blowing them up too much, and it's understandable because they're in the largest media market in the country, but uh, that's no excuse for being uh, irrational. <laughs> okay. All right, Will, yeah,
1: beefing are making us go, Hmm.
5: And yeah, my beef this week is with the NCAA. I just think they've been so slow to adapt to these new era, these new changes that they're the primary reason for the landscape of what college football is going through right now. I mean, you should have seen it coming five, ten years ago when athletes just have access to social media, advertising dollars, so many alternate ways to make money. It took them way too long to open up to this new NIL, um, deals that they have going on, and now they're slow to adapt to that. That's gotten out of control. The transfer portal's out of control. You don't even know which players are on which teams anymore. Just being trying to stay with their traditional system that's been in place for all these years and being so slow to adapt to it, they've completely lost control of the landscape, and I think that's why you're seeing all of these issues with the transfer portal realignments and everything going on in college sports
1: right now. Okay. Uh, Doc. Ethan, I'm making
4: us go. Hmm. Uh, I guess I'm beefing a little bit with uh, you know all these, and I you know I, I shouldn't I get I should get out of somebody's pocket, but you know all these running backs, you know with Saquon and um, uh, you know running back from uh, the Colts. I mean, you know, crying about getting you know the money getting paid. Um, when the reality is, you know, the game has changed and. You know, you need a running back, obviously, but you know, I can do it by committee and a lot of teams have productive running backs that have come from later rounds that weren't really getting that much money. And so it's just like a turnover, um, as far as their position. I think, I think I read that it's like since 2016 the last time with the Patriots, there they was a thousand yard rusher on a, on a um, Super Bowl team. And as far as rushing leader, since since Terrell Davis, the Broncos, like 13 years since um, a Super Bowl winner has come from a leading rusher. So, you know, clearly the way that the, you know, landscape of, of football is going, running backs aren't as in high demand. And, you know, they can be – they can cry out what they want. But, you know, it's a statistic league now, and the stats are that running backs just can be paid as much as some of the other positions. Okay.
1: Uh, Larry Beeson, I'm making this go hmm. –
3: yeah, I don't know which one it is. It's it's this uh, this realignment. Um, I, I, I think Tim may have mentioned this. You know, I grew up or, or no, maybe in Texas. Uh, the rivalries I grew up with are gone, um, and football is not quite the same. And just uh, out there running and playing football uh, with, without having a reason seems to be somewhat empty. Um, to see Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska. You know those games growing up with. You know when they left, I I, I couldn't believe that football would still exist. and it seems like we're just taking that to another 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 you know level. Um, I and I said this. I don't know how this is going to end up properly. Obviously, the playoff system is going to have to change in order to facilitate all this all this realignment. Because if you do it right now, you can't pick but maybe one team from each one of these you know divisions in SEC. You're you're lucky if you can pick one team, which means everybody else for that entire year is playing for nothing, and there will be some disappointments, and there will be some firings, and there will be more pressure for these kids also. Now, this will trickle down to the students, and unfortunately, we're asking them to be students, and they're going to have to learn to be more professionals than they've ever been, because the game is moving at a faster pace uh, with all this realignment and trying to get in the bowl game. So, I yeah, I'm struggling with this, this bowl game or the bowl game. Uh this realignment. I'm not sure how it's going to turn out, but yeah, it it doesn't look good to me. Okay.
1: Uh hello.
6: Yes, sir. Well, I'm beefing and and I'm beefing with the NFL and its approach to uh this whole running back situation because I think there are more elements involved. I think they are consciously and purposely rolling back the running back. Um, we all know that the game is still controlled by the running game. Regardless of what the statistics say, regardless of by committee, you know, I think um, that a running back is still valuable. You look at the Jets getting Davin Cook, and then they have two other running backs. You look at the Eagles with about four running backs. So you can say it's by committee, but I almost think that the league is rolling it back, and I think there's a racial component in this also, because if you look three years ago, when Christian McCaffrey signed his contract, he signed for $64 million, $21.5 million up front, averaging 16 a year. From that point on, and everybody else looks, doesn't look like him, everything got rolled back. Okay, I think we need to really look at that. And I think they also are, are utilizing the fact that there are more quarterbacks of color, and then it's almost like, well, we already got one in the backfield we are paying. We don't need to pay another one. He's going to run with the ball also. And I think that is part of this equation. And I think it's all going to come down to controlling the clock again, statistics or not. Everybody needs a solid running back, high draft pick or not. When you perform, you should still get paid. And I think that's disrespectful. Yeah. Saquon
0: Barkley was 40% of the New York Giants' offense, Yes. And they paid the quarterback, quarterback four times as much as they yes. paid him.
6: Yes. Now, they couldn't split that. He couldn't get Saquon couldn't get 20, and he couldn't get
3: 20. He was 40% he was of the loss. And the leader, of the, and, and the leader of the team. team. Yes. Like, you know, undeniable leader of the team. Yeah. That's There's a lot of color involved in that.
6: Yes. I think it's direct. Is directly. We can get another one. We can get one cheaper that'll run just as good. But when you have proven that you're a, a proven commodity and you deserve to get paid, you shouldn't be Jacobs and... Saquon and getting your money rolled back that doesn't make, it doesn't make sense other than look what everybody looks like and look what Christian McCaffrey's still making he's going to make 16 this year Saquon makes 10 <laughs> please
1: hey all right Princess take us home you're beefing I'm making us go
2: hmm <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely not beefing, and I don't know what this is. But my concern is with Tua, and um, I'm watching him pretty closely. And his interview saying that he took jujitsu throughout the off season to help him to learn how to fall and to fall better. Um, but I'm watching him, and, of course, I've seen a couple of players carted off this past week, um, the Packers and the Patriots, they suspended that game and went on about the business. They said, you know, it's not like it's a playoff game or a regular season game. But um, I'm not beefing, but I am concerned about Tua. And as a parent and as his mom, if he falls once, get one concussion. I'm really encouraging him um, to to think about another career. I'm worried about him. Um, And that seems to be the media down there. If he stays healthy, I think that is a – that is a uh, – a dangerous team, and then the last thing is, is uh, the Jets are headed to the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> Princess, can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, does jujitsu teach you how to fall with a two hundred and ninety pound defensive lineman on your on, on top of you?
2: <laughs> exactly. Without getting hurt? It doesn't. It it does not. You know, and of course, no one's touching him in practice and in in fall camp or whatever it's called for the NFL. But no, it doesn't. And I know that he had to do something in order to maybe change the narrative. But um, the fact is still the same, uh, and that is is that they're coming for him, um, and I don't think they're going to take any pity on him. That's all I have today.
1: Yeah, that's it. Take take us home, princess.
2: All right, gentlemen, thank you. Don't take care of that foot. Um, whatever you did, don't do that anymore. Doc, welcome back, world traveler. Carlos Bradley, it's good to have you back. I can't wait to have us still no balls. And then <laughs> Will Harris, <laughs> Tim Moore. Did I get everybody? I think that is it. All right, um, thank you all. Have a great evening, and we'll see you next week. Never had a so
6: good.
5: See ya.